Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Thinking maybe we need to give our guests a headset because sometimes they look at us like, "Why are we sitting here in silence for five <laughs> seconds while the introduction music uh, play, uh, sounds?" Now, let's get into it. We've had this man on the podcast before. He's been a big member of Backchat for a number of years. This is, of course, the rebirth of Backchat. So, before Backchat was Backchat, uh, Beauty in the uh, Squawk Talk, Beauty in the Beard, um, <laughs> everything else. This man's been a big part of this, but he's now the captain of West Coast. So. Mm. It's kind of a big deal now, I suppose. Our first ever return returning guest. Yeah, so we had him on episode three of Back Chat, but it wasn't really an interview. It was to talk about the tattoo on his ass that, <laughs> that that's literally what we spoke to him about. He brought his kid on Ollie and he promised us. Gave us about an hour of his time. He'd sit down properly because he was chasing Ollie around a lot. He'd sit down properly and do a bit of a, a proper Back Chat guest. Hmm. Luke, should we in the house? Mm, g'day, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> look. Uh, return guest, I don't know if it's a good thing because it probably says more about how poor I was on the first one. Um, thanks for having me go. back. I feel like I um, didn't give Backchat the respect it deserved by bringing Ollie into the studio first time around, thinking we'd just pump out a one-hour podcast and he'd just sit quietly there like yeah. a normal two-year-old. No, it was disrespectful. You're so right. sorry. Thanks for having me on for a second chance. Look at that. I, I do appreciate the <laughs> attitude you've brought. Mm. Uh, hopefully that maintains. We're on early. Yeah, hopefully that maintains. I know you do listen to back chat, so you probably know what this first question coming up. We know you've done a lot of things in <laughs> AFL land. Dual oh. best and fairest. Oh, okay. All Australian squads. Sure. Norm Smith medal. Premiership medallion. Captain of the footy club. I'm speaking like this a lot today. <laughs> We don't care. Well, we do care. We love you. You've done a lot for the football and, club. And also all Australian squads like a $5 winner on a Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. It's nothing. But also, I was just trying to build yourself no, up. You've done, you've done a lot on the football field, but we don't, we're here to tell you we don't care for this moment. What's your greatest sporting moment not on the football field? <laughs> Luke Shuey. Um, been waiting for this question. Well, you better <laughs> have a good answer, two minutes. <laughs> um, I hit the buzzer beater jump shot on the buzzer um, in my under-11 basketball grand final. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is good. Was it um, draw game? Down by down? point. Oh, that's, that's down by even point. better. So repercussions if I miss. Yeah. 
Done. Talk us through it. Two pointer, three pointer, um, half court. So, bet slam dunk. Twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> I believe <laughs> from the free throw line. Um, oh, I love every bit about this. So. About thirty seconds ago, uh, they scored to go in front, and old mate was carrying on like he'd won them the game. And I was like, oh, hang on, mate. There's still a bit of time left. Yes. Um, we took it down our end of the court, and I wanted the ball, and one of my teammates just jacked up a shot. Um, trying to be the hero Mate, mate? Like do you know who Can't that remember was? who it was okay. I just remember the shot Going up thinking I should be taking this no. I thought it might have been It sounded like a Jimmy Gore Sort of a <laughs> Character oh, You'd be wrapped with that yeah. um, And miss I got the rebound uh, Probably five seconds left I've like run to the top of the key Arced around to the corner um, Two guys in my grill Hand in my face Like over the top Off the backboard Called bank <laughs> Called game. Called game. Called bank. Yeah, you're 11 years old. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't call bank, but it went in, and we won the granny. What was the carry on like? Uh, yeah, we had. So it was our school team. So um, half our school were there. We had a small school, um, 300 people, 300 kids. So yeah, 100, 150 odd packed out the stadium, um, and each school normally got about 100 kids in for their grand finals on grand final night. Wow. So. Uh, they've all run on the court And um, yeah We <laughs> carried on like Kings Well more or less kick, You know Kicking a goal After the siren In elimination final Or shooting Nah the basketball the, the under 11 so. grand final I By, by so. the length of the straight um, And then yeah Straight home to bed Ready for school the next day <laughs> <laughs> It was like Dustin Fletcher Winning a 1992 uh, Premiership Same thing right? 93 yeah Yeah there we go um, Yeah that, that Nice correction That's good. there um, I've got some questions asked about your football career. Every time I have on back chat, we always just talk junk. But I've actually done some research about your football career. Because I see you as a mate. Oh, I was saying this to Dan. Preparing for this was weird for me. Oh, we've had a lot of people on this podcast now, a lot of close relationships with people, but we're very good mates. And so I see you less as a footballer and more just a person. And I know lots of funny things about you, mm. but I kind of – Need to separate that and try to be quite a professional here. So we're going to go for it. 2008, you drafted, pick 20. Did you think you were going to go – I mean, that's high draft pick, top 20 draft mm. pick. There's been a lot of talk recently about uh, the lack of high-end talent coming into the West Coast Eagles. You were a part of an era where, you know, Gaff, Darling, Nananui, Scott Selwood was in there, Tom Swift was in there, mm. Brad Ebert. You know, that really high-end talent – 20, was that higher, lower? Where were you in that year? Like, oh, Part of me thought I was going to Geelong at uh, 16, I think. Uh, 15 or 16. Wow. And then outside of that, uh, there wasn't a lot of interest. The only thing that put my mind to ease was, I think the Brisbane recruiter on the morning of the draft, and back then the draft was at like nine in the morning, so... Um, he texted me at like 7 o'clock in the morning and said, um, good luck today, mate. Um, we've, we have our first pick locked in, but rest assured, if you're still there by our second rounder. Pick 70. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look after you. <laughs> um, he said something like, rest assured, if you're still available by our second pick, um, we'll snap you up. Right. So I was like, well, that that's great to know. I'm like, I was still nervous, but I was like, well, I'm, I'm going today at some stage, so... That was that was nice to hear pre-draft because I I wasn't I wasn't an under eighteen superstar like a lot of the um, kids are touted these days. There wasn't 
um, I wasn't this golden child that was guaranteed like a spot. So to hear that, I was like, well, thank God for that. I want to take you back before the draft. Uh, you went to school at Marcelin, went to school with David Zaharakis. Where does he go in that draft? Does he get drafted in your draft? Yeah, he went. Before or after you? He went after, um, early 20s to Essendon. Who was the better footballer? Um, 23. Honest, honestly. So he went three picks after you? At the time, um, there's probably more hype around him at the time. He was he was a gun yeah. in 18s. Um, so we, maybe we're on par, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. You're always more – a lot of people would probably be more um, self-doubting of themselves because there's always that fear you're not going to get picked up. Whereas I was looking at him like, well, he's definitely going to be picked up. Because you were good mates with him, right? Like you went to school yeah, we were, yeah. Still are? Yep. Yep, still good mates. Um, we were actually really close to getting him as a footy club. West Coast. Yep. Uh, at the end of 2017. Here we go. Brady Rawlings, list manager at the time, was into me. And I got along real well with Brady. He was my line coach for a couple of years under Simo and then he became list manager. Uh, was into me to get into Zaka, to get him over. And we were going hard. And um, stiff shit if you don't want this released. Zaka, but uh, he ended up signing with Essendon because they offered him an extra year on top of what we offered. Money really? was probably similar. Um, so he said no at the end of 2017. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, said, I remember saying to him, like, mate, we're, we're a good side. Um, we're going to get better. New stadium. Um, we'll win a premiership this year, mate. Can mate, I like, <laughs> like, like, we're up and about. The lid internally is off. I'm just trying to think what happened because Sam Mitchell came off the list that year. So he was a player yep. and became a coach in 2018. Um, Tim Kelly hadn't – we hadn't got Tim Kelly because they were trying to get that done for that year, but that didn't get done. Mm. So there was so obviously up for grabs if it was talked about. Yeah. Very good. I think Marvel. what we – I think Braze's big thing was we had – some good inside mids. Uh, we, we probably lacked a bit of outside run and polish. Right. Um, so why were they looking at Zach and I just go? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, um, yeah, said no and the rest is history. Do you know how many games he played? 220. He played 226. Two, you were on 230. Pretty similar. So he's retired now. Yeah, he retired last year. Yep. He... He was getting some soft tissue and pretty similar to myself. Very similar trajectories, man. <laughs> now they're looking at boys. Uh, he was um, he was getting injured towards the back end of his career and um, yeah, hung him up last year. There you go. We could have had Zacharakis. What could have been? Would you have been excited? Would you have been happy with Zacharakis running around twenty eighteen? Pretty happy, surely. Very happy. Yeah, maybe maybe would have um, uh, forced the back to back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, very good. Okay, so um, you come out of school, you get drafted, pick twenty. Um, I hope you're enjoying that shelter, by the way, because they're bloody good beers. Very nice. They're nice, nice. Very <laughs> delicious, good. aren't they? Um, your first couple of years, uh, they're not a write off, but fair bit goes wrong on the field. So first two years, you have OP broken leg. Two hernias taken out, <laughs> a knee, and glandular fever in yep. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. That's a that's a lot S- going on for a young man. Spanned across preseason as well. So it wasn't just condensed into the rounds one to yeah. 22. You didn't um, play at all in your first year. because So your first no. year was uh, OP, broken leg, two hernias. Yep. So I 
developed OP in preseason. Yep. Uh, two days before our first NAB Cup game, I got told I'm on ice for 16 weeks. Wow. Um, and then uh, my first game back from OP, played Resi's at East Perth and uh, fractured my leg. I was at that game. game. Watched you do it. Yeah. Um, got run down from behind holding the ball. So a bit of a lesson in that. Just don't get done. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Playing um, Resi's for East Perth, though, like, you know, it's not – it's not where you want to be, and then you break your leg as a young kid. So can't be um, easy. Nah, I mean, I um, I was just so excited to be playing any sort of football. So like, I was that was my grand final that day, that yeah. half of Resi's. Yeah. Um, and then uh, hernias that off season and preseason, and then debuted round one, played three games, hurt my knee, and then coming back from the knee, got glandular. Glandular played the last three games of the year. So a couple of like topical injuries there. OP. Mm. When was the last time you heard someone <laughs> have OP? It's not a thing anymore. It doesn't exist. How, so, how is that possible? I don't know, but everyone had OP when Boots mm. had it, and glandular fever. Like I can't remember the last person that had glandular fever. Uh, <laughs> how do you get nah. glandular fever? Oh. Kissing a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he had a lot of mirrors in the house. And he used to walk around kissing the mirrors. Um, Someone had glandular like two years ago. I can't remember who it was. OP doesn't happen anymore. We've spoken to a few people. Matt Spanger had OP back in the day, so he's been on this podcast. A few other guys as well. Mm. It just doesn't does not happen anymore. Mate, our our group of midfielders at like my age, like me, Scott Selwood, Masto, Ebo, yeah, like all had the OP Swift twenty you weeks off. Might have had it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was. I don't know. Physios were probably just so lazy. Like, 12, 13 years ago, they just didn't want to get to the bottom of what was wrong. So it was just categorised any, from belly button down to mid-thigh, any injury, just OP. Yeah. Anyway. So, no, well, I mean, it's just like you went through a lot in your first two years. So that was on the field and then off the field, you lost your sister Mel and that happened amongst all of that. So, yes, yeah, so that was actually, so the day I found out I wasn't playing for 16 weeks with OP, it was two days before... The first NAB Cup game, um, so I, I remember watching the NAB Cup game in the stands and I was spewing because I was so close to getting there and then had yep. to watch. And then um, that night, yeah, Mel died. Um, so went home from the game, um, went to bed, um, uh, got the phone call like early that morning, next morning. Yeah. And you went straight home? Yeah, club got me on a flight about 7 o'clock, um, straight home. I was injured, so there was no pressure to – not that the club would pressure me anyway, but there was no – I didn't feel any need to come back here, so I took yeah. my time back home. Um, yeah, dealt with it for as long as I needed to. I think I was there for maybe five or six weeks. It's a long time ago. Um, <clears throat> you – I mean, lo- losing a sibling is probably indescribable and no one could really compare it, but do you look back on that and, and the time – did you learn things? Did you – is it indescribable grief? Do you think about it now? There's lots of questions. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I reckon – I think deep down, like subconsciously, you probably develop more resilience to things. Um, like without even thinking about why, you're probably just able to um, find your way through situations that life throws at you with a bit more ease because you've actually – been so much lower than that um you you know all about that um so 
you something pops up and it's a hurdle for you and you, I reckon without even knowing you just you're more equipped to handle that than yeah. what you would be if you hadn't have gone through it so probably in that regard um, and yeah obviously still think about it these days um, we, uh, I've got a nice um, painting in the house that my wife got for me uh, Josh Kennedy's wife actually did it of, nice. of Mel so that's nice um, and yeah um, yeah, life goes on you learn to live with it mm. um, but yeah at the time I was so young too like thinking back yeah, I was 18, 18. Um, yeah uh, disbelief I suppose initially what do they say there's five stages of grief yeah um, can't name them I just remember disbelief was one of them because I remember like the first probably two weeks I was like Every, every time I wake up, I'd be like, surely this isn't happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, so that all happens around these injuries. So you're like, you know, you, you achieve your dream of getting to an AFL club, but then, you know, you're having on-field stuff going on where you're getting injured, you've got family grief, mm. are you, and you're away from home, you're in Western Australia. Are you still happy? Are you... Yeah, I mean... These are pretty heavy questions to start off with. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right, mate, no. but, um Interested. You know, I, I reckon... Um, I didn't feel like... Like, I, I wanted to spend a couple of weeks back home with friends and family. But when I was mentally okay to then get on with my life yep. and not disregard what's happened, yeah. um, I didn't feel like I needed to be around those people. So coming back here... In fact, it was probably the best thing because I was able to get on with doing what I love and what I was here for. And, um, yeah, I think if anything was going to equip me to deal with the pressures of AFL, it's something like that. Like, no doubt. That's, yes. yeah, you never get... I've, since, I haven't faced anything that's Worse. challenged me in that way. So, um, for all the wrong reasons, it, it equipped me with the tools to be able to handle the, the rigours and the stress and the pressures of AFL. Um but yeah, part of me got to a point where I um, made sure mum and dad were okay as well as they could be. And then it was time to get back to Perth and I'd built some really good relationships in my first two or three months at the club mm. and I was so keen to get back and be around the footy club and around you boys and um, yeah, try and play some footy. So you get back and play some footy, you do, 2010, your debut, first goal, first I'm in that club, First yeah. First kick club. Yeah, the club. Quinton Lynch is in the club. <laughs> is he? Do you boys yeah. get together? Do you get together? We do, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all get one kick. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> do you know... Um, footy in the kick. <laughs> go, go on, go. boys. Relive the memory. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. Ten spins, ten beers, and then go for it. <laughs> my mate, uh, so it was up the Gabba, one of my best mates, uh, one of my groomsmen at my wedding, um, flew up to watch me play, yeah. and he was at the TAB pre-game. And was trying to get on me um, first goal. And in Queensland, back then, they didn't have the electronic TAB machines like they did in Melbourne. So he's scrambling, trying to figure out how to work the pencil and the <laughs> paper, and he couldn't do it. And he goes, you know what? Fuck it. He's not going to kick it anyway. Went back to his seat. Oh, no. Literally, by the time he got back to his seat, we'd won the ball at half back to start the transition that ended up with me. <laughs> About two minutes in the first quarter. And he's come back and he's watched it and he's seen the ball go inside 50 and he's seen me standing by myself. He's going, sure, he's going to drop it. He's going, oh, he's marked it. He'll miss. He'll miss. That angle's too tight. I've kicked it. He reckons he's never been so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> since that day. Um, I said, fuck, sorry, mate. 
Um, so anyway, yeah, no, first kick, first goal. Um, that was in your second year, 2010. Second year. Three games in your second year. Yeah. Uh, uh, six, played the first three, played the last three. Um, right. It's funny how that first goal came about because team defence back then... Don't exist. Oh, we were starting to harp on, on it a little bit with Phil Walsh. Yeah. Walsh, he was trying to get us to... Trying his best. There no, was no buying. No. It certainly wasn't in this instance. Um We'd won the ball. Come this in. is 2010. We won the, f- we won the flag. <laughs> so that's how well our team defence is going. Um, so I started forward, played forward. The ball came in. Brisbane won it back. Went up the other end. And I didn't empty out to defend at all. Like, as soon as I won, I just, yeah, I didn't even walk out. I just stood there. So we've won the ball back. And obviously their backs had no concept of team defence even at the, that time because none of them made me up and I got a cheapie out the back. Lynchy kicked it to me actually. Right. Um, yeah, because he, he was it. probably up for goals. No, no. He would have been like, got to get another boy in the club. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> first kick, first well, goal. Bunger's done it too. Bunger and I reckon Mitch claimed that he did it. Sam Mitchell. Yeah. He had Sam two Mitchell, or three yep. handballs, but then his first kick was a goal. We're going to have to ask him. I head to Melbourne in a couple of weeks. Right, that'd and, be good. Uh, going to ask him that. I think I had a chance to. Actually, I know I didn't. My second kick hit the post. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah. So uh, that's 2010. So another interrupted year. But you play six games, which means the following year, your third year on a list. (laughs) You're basically you're basically a veteran <laughs> at this stage. You're still available to win the rising star. Yeah, What's the somehow. Cut-off? What's the cutoff? Uh, twenty one. Has to be under not twenty one by the time the season starts. Yep. So and I was twenty one in June. My third year. And a certain amount of games. And under ten games. Great. Yeah. So if I was to milk this criteria for all it's worth, I'd done it. <laughs> I'd only played six games, and I was I was still twenty. So yeah, I was still eligible, and it's. Quite embarrassing that I wasn't able to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dyson Heppel wins. All right. mm. Like I was trying to think back again a long time, like 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now. And I remember thinking, did, did you think you were going to win it or was he going to win it the whole, the whole uh, time? He was good. Yeah, he, he had a good year. I think he played. <laughs> we love that. Just, yeah, <laughs> was it? it was good, but like, I was No, nah, no, he was. He, he, had a, he actually had a really good year for a first-year player. He, I don't know how many games he played. Most of them, if not all of them. Um. <clears throat> I remember at the time getting told by a lot of people, like coaches, and that, that they were saying, I wouldn't get your hopes up because you're in your third year. Yes, and now I get grandpa. it. Yeah, they're not going to give it to a third year player when a first year player for Essendon has had a really good season. Yes. So, yeah, I was never winning it. Um, I came second. And I remember um, Wush announced it at training one day. He goes, Guys, Luke's finished second in the run, so everyone clapped over. And we're running off to warm up for training. And I just hear Coxie from 10 deep going, Juddy was winning fucking brown lights at 21. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even win the Rising Star. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sure, that wasn't Lynchy. That sounded like Lynchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was a bit of a wake up call for me, thinking I was going out. 2010 Spoon. Um, thanks to you, effectively, by the sounds of it. I mean, didn't play. Um, 2011 prelim. Yeah. Do you, do you, I don't really want to speak about too much current day stuff, but do you think about sort of the current list now? You know, you're down towards the bottom of the ladder and the bounce back that team at the time was able to have, you know, from being the worst side in the competition in 2010 to one of the better ones in 2011. Like, do you use the mm. experiences then now? Uh, I think it's great that I've had the experience of doing it and quite often 
a lot of my conversations with the young boys now, a lot of them are talking about my experiences of actually, you know, when you're going horribly and you can't see yourself winning a game in the next 10 weeks, um, there's comfort knowing how quick it can turn around. So, but I remember at the time I was only 21 <coughs> in 2011 when we made the prelim and definitely took it for granted. Like I was young, I was still trying to figure out my best footy. So a bit, I was a bit internal, wasn't worrying about the holistic sort of thing. Um, I knew we were a good side and I was enjoying playing finals, but I probably took for granted that we were actually playing in a prelim at the MCG. A yeah. big deal. Chance to play in a granny. It didn't really hit me. No. And so I regret not taking the opportunity or not taking it more serious. Yeah. Um, mind you, as a senior player now, I, I wouldn't expect my young blokes to fully get it either. You just do whatever you need to do to help them be their best version on the day and, yeah. and play well. Um, and that's all you need. And then I remember four years later in 15 – Made the granny, but I remember sitting there before the prelim uh, against North uh, pre-game, just having a moment, and I was like, "This is the exact same game I played in four years ago," um, but I'm so much more equipped for it now. Like I'm much more club orientated. Um, it's do or die tonight. Like we're not losing, and yeah. yeah. Then we go and start the first quarter. Don't kick a goal. Yeah, <laughs> against North in 2015. But we're think. all thinking we'll still win this. Yeah, correct. Honestly, we were never losing that. It's North. <laughs> oh, your words not uh, mine yeah. <laughs> That was the game um, <clears throat> That I think Dean Margetts um, Made a call That's right Well done um, oh, Then you me. sort of Took someone out And he made the wrong call Oh yes I did and too that, And he says that That call cost him The chance to To umpire the grand final In so 2015 To set the scene Dean Margetts I saw this on your socials Over 350 games Of AFL Never Umpired an AFL grand final It'd Be better <laughs> Dan Thanks to you He's got a great nature And I know you do too But he says It was a decision against you. I tripped Yeah I Took someone's legs I out I blatantly kicked the bloke's legs He was going to kick a goal <laughs> And I, I was like You know what I'd rather make the granny This went through my head In a split second I'd rather make the granny Next week And be reported Because if this guy Kicks a goal They could win this Like wow. it was tight at the time So wow. I've, I've hacked his leg With my foot Really Tripped him <clears throat> um, uh, Yeah What's his name was it? Was, um, um, I feel he bad. He said, "No, no, no." He said, he was "Swallow." Good. Said Andrew Swallow. Was it Swallow? Yeah. Oh no, you'd know. I thought it was Ben Jacobs. So he was tagging me that night. Really good tagger at the time. Like he was yeah. tough, man. Kept me to eleven touches. I had eight clearances, two goals still. Um, so eighty just touches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you did so impacted nothing. outside of stoppages. Zero Thanks impact. Thanks for your input, Luke. He, no, he was good, mate. And but I remember being filthy at him at the time, and I had this opportunity to. Kick his legs. Do they ever get looked at at the tribunal? Nah, didn't ever get looked at. Just, um, just Dean lost lost his. Um, lost I his felt bad about it. Like post game, sure? I was like, I'm probably oh, it's, it's not true. on. Not I the mean, nature of the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you ruined one of the great umpires' careers, basically. <laughs> oh, well, he had, yeah, every yeah. other year he had opportunities. Dean, yeah. just be better, mate. Yeah, that's very. good. He's a good man, Dean. He is very good. That's a good memory by you, Daniel. That's what. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you, um, you're here for so much more than that. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Man. So okay. So 2011. Uh, prelim, was that the final that you had a no? Uh, that was Collingwood first final that year. I know exactly where you're going. Okay, yep, I got done three times holding the ball. My first <laughs> final. Um, so at the MCG, I just have a yeah. memory of being at the MCG in finals early in my career, and Luke Shuey being a star of our team, and him not quite grasping the intensity required at finals footy. Or I don't know. I thought you were better than. 
You got, know, done, you got run down holding the ball three times. Do you know the irony of that is that was the week that Dyson Heppel was announced the Rising Star winner. And <laughs> I was like, well, this is my moment. Essen didn't make finals, I don't think. Either way, I was like, I'm going to show that I should have won it. Do you th- and I, I, I justified you, the decision for Dyson. Well, do you, well, but do you think you like – I know you never say like, you didn't get ahead of yourself, but a little bit like – I'll take this bloke on. Like I'll I'll beat him. Nah, not, no, no, because I didn't see anyone coming. All my three <laughs> holding the balls, mate, were like sneaking up like a librarian from behind. Um, so it's probably so there was teammates' there was, fault. No, no comms. Mate, they were all in the back line too. He was there to tell me I was hot. I knew yeah. this. I knew this would happen. I'd start talking and I'd remember things. Is this the same <laughs> guy that I that I? I ran. Oh, I, maybe I assaulted a Collingwood player. <laughs> what? Um, his name was Chris Dawes, and yep. I'm pretty sure it was because it was at the MCG, and Luke had stuffed up. Right? I reckon he got done run holding on the ball. Let's say it was got run down. The ninety thousand. Ah, you can't. You can't. No idea. Absolute muppet. And it happens on his players as well. So Chris Dawes, guy I was playing on, big tall guy. Um, he was in my draft. Went to Brighton Grammar, actually. Really good guy, nice guy. But he he went at Luke, went running at him, and he went went running at him, and he and he bumped him in the back, and you know a bit of an elbow to the back, like hey, yeah, you know, suck on that one, mate. <laughs> and I've come from ten suck meters deep. One. I'm not sure why I did it. Hang on, can I tell it from my point of view? Because I've turned around because I caught this elbow in the back of the head. I've turned around and it was Dawsey. I was like, no, I don't want that smoke. (laughs) But behind him, like in the background, it's like (laughs) Mr. Gilmore's jacket sort of stuff. (laughs) With this this sharp elbow like, hey, hey, bang, straight in the back of Dawsey's back. and spine. It it collapsed. (laughs) I I put an elbow into his spine and it was a, it was a downward tomahawk action from my, above my ears. And hey, hey, hey. Whack. For all the UFC fans, it was a 12 to 6. Yeah. Like a proper 12 to 6. Penalty, probably fight over, not, not continuing. Because I was disappointed that he'd attacked my young friend, Luke Shuey. What was the – you get reported? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you got away what what would I get then. reported for? Striking. Striking. Can't get reported for elbows in the back. Uh, if, if, if you could, would have spent a lot of weeks suspended <laughs> in my <laughs> Yes. Friend. Yeah, that is true. That's one thing I'll vouch for. I just remember it on the field because you laughed. It happened. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. And he, he saw me coming <laughs> and made that noise. Like, what <laughs> is going on here? Yeah, I had a howler that day. You, Three holding the balls. Were you copping him in the copping it in the ear? You know, like, you know, we get tackled holding the ball and you always see guys bend over and say stuff in your ear to Um so um so I got tagged that day by um, ben Johnson, remember Ben Johnson? Career, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I'll only tell you about the times I got tagged. Yeah. Ben, uh, Johnson, ben Johnson, yeah, yeah twenty six, number twenty six. Yeah. yeah, good player. Um, rat pack, rat pack, part of the rat pack. Yep. Um, anyway, went to me at the first bounce on the wing, and like twelve to six elbow, shot at the back. All day, mate. All day. I was like, oh yeah, just come second in the rising star, mate. I'm gonna towel you up. <laughs> Hadn't touched it at quarter time. Like, wow. kept me to like two touches. Wow. Dropped the tag. Like, Mick. Shuey's no good. Don't even worry about tagging him. Drop the tag. Wow. Got my hands on the ball in the second quarter a bit. Unfortunately, never disposed of it because I kept getting done holding the ball. Wow. Um, but the first two times, a Collingwood bloke picked it up and played on advantage. So I'd been tackled, ball spilled out, holding the ball, but someone picked it up to try to go quick. And one of them I actually got, I think it was Andy Cracker, picked it up, tried to take advantage, and I tackled him straight away and got him holding the ball. <laughs> so I, I like to think of it as I really only got done twice because I got yeah, one back. Even it out. 
Still not great though. Could you talk about taggers? We haven't really ever spoken about that to anyone. Probably never had a good enough midfielder. Let's go with the earth. All backman. And I do say that I'll get. Yeah, you know, I'll talk about you in a different light to most midfielders. But talk about taggers and how uh, you handled them younger and how you handle them now. Probably not going to you now. You know, good. Um, uh, don't shake your head. Uh, but. How hard is it to have a tagger playing on you as a midfielder? It's different to a backman playing on a forward, obviously. Yeah, uh, look, some were always harder than others. Um, Ryan Corelli was good and um, combined that with Freo being the best defensive team in the comp for three or four years. Like, there was never any easy ball against Freo, let alone if you had Corelli running with you. Mm. And then there were guys who I always found pretty easy to beat. Um, but yeah, you just develop different tricks and, and knowledge of the game along the way that help you, um, manipulate. And quite often I found by the time I was 24, 25, I realized that it wasn't about trying to get the ball and completely smash this bloke by having 12 touches a quarter time. Cause a lot of the time it was just not possible, but what you do, you'd figure out ways to manipulate a stoppage or, um, numbers wherever you wanted them to free up someone else that would disrupt their system. And eventually the coach of the opposition would be like, no, nah, it's hurting us too much. Not because I'm getting the footy, but what he's doing is like ruining what we want to do as a side. So they drop it yes. and then you cash in. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I've got so many questions. Yes, I don't hate right. taggers. Right? No, it's part of the game. We had a couple of good ones over the journey. Hutchie. Yep. Um, anyway, what I hate is the – um, commentary around taggers beating blokes in the media from people who haven't properly analysed the matchup. I'll give you an example. Please. So uh, Sam Mitchell, uh, I only know this because Mitch told me and I went back and watched it and he was he was correct. Um, he keeps receipts, Sam Mitchell. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, tagged by Crowley in the granny. Yep. 2013. Yep. Mitch only had 12 touches or something. But what Mitch did to Freo's um, structure, system and structure by standing in different spots, knowing Crowley go everywhere with him, um, sh- straight off the bat gave Hawthorne the upper hand and went a long way to help them win yeah. the game. So everyone's going, oh, Mitchell needs a, needs a big grand final. Um, Crowley had his measure all day. Crowley, yes. gr- great, great effort. Saw the touches. Just look at the stats. And Ryan Crowley was very good. He yeah. was very good at what he did. But, you know, that day um, people didn't look at and Pro- Crowley probably got his job done. That's all he had to do. He's, it's not up to him to worry about where Mitch is running to and what he's doing outside of that. What's the hardest part? Is is it, is it hard having them run around with you in normal play? So there's the stoppage stuff, right, where I would assume as a midfielder, most of the time you are loosely matched up on someone and you'll have someone body contact. And is the, is the mm-hmm. hardest stuff when the play breaks free and you've got someone running next to you and you yeah. can't get a cheap... Yeah, the hardest thing is um, getting an easy ball. Yeah. yeah, you just can't do it because they're right there with you. Is that because you're th- constantly thinking about them? Are you trying to just forget they're even there or is that part of it that you're like always worried what they're going to sort of... Uh, no, well, you're, you're always aware they're there because you, you're conscious that if you need to not run somewhere because you don't want to take this guy there, you have to stop or whatever. But um, Or if there's a different way to manipulate what's going on, you can do it because you know he's there. But um, Did you ever try to outrun them? Like, nah, because I, nah, I could never do that. I was never, especially the way I played, I spent so much energy at the contest and stoppage trying to win that first ball. And 
all that sort of jazz. Uh, just by the time the ball gets to the outside, I didn't have it in me to go on a 90, 100 metre run. So you were a taggable, right? Especially yeah. early in your career because you were a burst player and you probably didn't have the tricks. Yeah. Had, like had, that? Like, were yeah. you a taggable player? Yep. Yeah. Didn't have, didn't have a lot of tricks. Didn't have the knowledge of um, the greater greatest scheme of things really about like ripple effects and um if that happens where's the ball going to go next so that took a couple of years to to learn um sounds like so this ben jacobs thing that i was talking about before i had 11 touches eight or nine of them were clearances so there's two or three (laughs) touches outside of stoppages at night yes so not not a lot so good day good good day for so i might as well compete at the stoppage and run off sounds like sam mitchell had a bit to do with it he came later in your career but Culminate with your own knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Brady Rawlings was probably the start in 2014. Um, yeah, I started to have the wood over a few blokes back then. Um, and, yeah, Braid's taught me. He, he was a really good coach, actually. Um, yeah, he, he was he was really good for my... he was a bit of a tagger at stages <laughs> himself. So he that was a tagger. Helped. And he reckons he got tagged at times, too. Yeah, Masto so tagged him. That's I've heard this. Yeah. Think that well, happened? Yeah, yeah, because I remember they used to banter about it like once a month. It just blow <laughs> up in the coach's office. Um, now nah, he was he was really good for me, Braids. Um, and then Mitch was obviously um, really good as well. But Braids was probably at that time I needed someone like Brady to help me. Do you talk to the tagger? Are you a talker? <sighs> you go uh, if you do something well at stoppage. If you if they do something dumb, are you a talker? Here and there, uh, I wouldn't be known for it because yeah. too much energy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, if you kick a goal? You give um, it to him? Nah, not not always. No, nah. I much humble. prefer to spend my energy trying to think about like so boring. Yeah, <laughs> you're too much a nice guy. <laughs> I'll ask a um a current day footy question. Is it is it generally a thing that people are getting less touches at the moment? Like, I just feel like, and this is look at me looking at multis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I just feel like it got, it's just not that frequent now where like Gaff's just a, a lock for 30 and it's not necessarily about Andrew or, or a particular player. It just seems like possession count isn't as high. Is that, am I completely off there? Do you just watch West Coast games? No. I'm They're just, not having a good year this year. No, I know. But doesn't mean people aren't getting touched. Yeah, is that happening? Um, I, oh, I don't think so. Um. I'm using Dan's just losing multi. Sam Walsh had like 40 get 25 touches. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, mean, I, I can't 35. go with you with that because like it's just a guys blowing up. There's it's probably just go- different players yes. to what you punted on four years ago. <laughs> like they're not the guys now. Like, this is true. Like Andrew yeah, Brayshaw yeah. now, he, over 30 every week. If I if I could bet on footy, I, take it to the bank. Eamon um, from Carl Eamon, he's had yes. an amazing year. You would never know who he is, would you? But I'm I'm just saying based on the the people that. The recent, yeah. even in our blue belt multi, I right? Mean, I mean, I mean, Boots is saying you're yeah. wrong, and okay. I'm also no, that, that's why I was asking the question. <laughs> um, the shrug, the shrug tackle. It's been in your uh, kit bag, kit bag, for yeah. a long time. People look at Joel Salwood, have their views on that. You've had some moments in your career where you've used it to your advantage. How did you learn to do that? Because it's something that you learn. That's not what. That's a skill. Is it a skill? Um, well, depends if you like it or not, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, no, I'm asking you. Um, yeah, I realised pretty early in my career that... We're um, talking about the head-high stuff. Yeah. Some people call ducking. Ducking, yeah. Which is not what it is. Dumb people call it ducking. 
And so you love this. It started watching um, defensive linesmen in the NFL trying to get past the blockers, right? They do the arm thing. They chop up because once the hand goes up there in the NFL, they've Pen- got no power or they grab their face mask and it's a penalty. So I was like, well, wow. if I'm going to get tackled, I'm either going to beat it and get my hands up or get through him. If not, if he's going to get me there, like I'm just going to rip my arm up. And that's my shrugging technique. Oh, that's my um, trying to break a tackle. Like You're allowed to move yeah. when you're getting tackled. Um, they can either let go. They can be better tacklers. Because I've had guys, like I've tried to do it, and guys like pin my arm and you feel like an idiot. Yes. And I've got, oh, you tried to get your dog ass, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then, or they can try and follow through with it and they get me high. Yes. Um, and until they change the rules, I'll keep doing it. Did you, did you try it out? Like after you sort of saw that, did you go at training or whatever, say, hey, can you tackle me? I want to try some sort of... Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. Yeah, you've practiced it. <laughs> yeah, 100, yes. Against me. Yeah, there's a big, <laughs> big dummy key position back one. Hey, Scully, I'm doing exactly what I'm with you. I sort of, of try something. Freaky, 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 freaky. I oh, see. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Luke. Oh, all the best, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, to be honest, in in the – oh, not even the modern game. The game, like, a lot of guys get tired. I do as well. You get tired and you just reach and you tackle real lazy. So you, you lay an arm on a bloke and so many people could easily – Yes, get head eye tackles. But some people hate it. Some people don't mind it. Um, when it's for they your don't team, have to pay the free kick. Like Was that when it's for your team? People like it. Yeah, yeah, that's we'll, true. We'll, we'll come back to 2015 because I do want to talk about that grand final. But 2017, talking about the shrug, that gets the free kick at the end of an elimination final, extra time. Talk us, talk us through that. So, my do thing, you know how long there is left? Um. No, not not when I got the free kick. I knew there wasn't long. It felt like overtime had gone forever. Yeah. Um. So a, a lot of like I agree with a lot of people when they say free kicks shouldn't be paid if you like lower your center of gravity and run into the bloke's arm. Yeah. But I've, I I never duck. Mine's yeah. always trying to shrug the arm up. So um, when people come at me for that free kick in the twenty seventeen final, I was yeah. like, I I actually didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and defend myself. No, but, we'll do. Um, I like your line. You're allowed to move when you have the ball. You can, you know, I'm not going to stand there and get tackled. Yeah. Um. Correct. So anyway, um. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I knew there wasn't long. I knew there was every chance. This was probably our last chance to score. Jet boy. Jet boy got the clearance. It was a stoppage, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a stoppage. I don't know why Jets was in there. Um. He oh, had a huge yeah. last half. Though. Yeah. He was epic. Um. They put him as a uh, shotgun. Off yeah, the bat. shotgun. Mm. Um. And he fed it out to me. And then, um, yeah, Pollock was there and I wasn't getting past him and I was far enough away that I knew it was going to be a lazy tackle. So, um, we, we was used to filthy have with people like watch Shotgun. So I'm surprised you didn't ask what Shotgun is. I was waiting for to finish the... So we used to have, when you used to be able to do 6-6, six, six, when it wasn't 6-6-6 six, 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 and you could put 10 people behind the ball if you want, we used to have a play called Shotgun where you'd play a player as a forward, take one of the six forwards put him behind the square, play him off the square and just shoot him off like a shotgun into the stoppage, every stoppage. He'd start behind the stoppage and just run as fast as possible forward. And we, we had some huge it. success with it. Yeah. So Jet Boy in 2017 that night, yeah. he would have had three centre clearances in, in overtime. And in 2018, we played Brisbane round 23 
and we had to win to secure top two. Yep. Cripper had like five centre clearances coming off the back of the square. The shotgun. As a shotgun. The shotgun. Um, hey, can I go back on the head high yep. thing? So Thank you. My, my biggest, my other thing that I always said to people was like, I'll do it and they'll get me high and you don't have to pay the free kick, but I'll eventually get through the tackle by doing it. Because yes. like the arm goes over your head and then you're out the other side. So even if they didn't pay the free kick, you can come out the other side and just play on anyway. So yeah, correct. Um, hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, glad you. No, I'm not coming at you though. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I want you to talk about. Um, it. So, so you get know, that free kick. Yeah, and then AJ, our runner, Anthony Jones, waffle legend, uh, was our runner. Come out to us, and I saw him running to me, so I knew he was going to tell me, "Sign's about to go." So as soon as I saw him beeline for me, I knew. That that's what was coming and um, went back. Um, Anyone else speak to you? No, nah, but I remember I looked up and it was Mitch, I think, was like behind the man on the mark and I looked up and he was just like sitting there like half laughing at the situation. Sam Mitchell? Yeah. On yeah. the field. And I saw him. He was playing. Yes. Was, yeah. Yeah, on the field. Smiled at me. I was like, yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is whack. <laughs> I think it was Mitch. Yeah. And um, I was like, <laughs> and watching the vision, you, you can see me smile. Um and then, yeah, hit it nicely. I remember, like, I shit myself. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking the one thing I thought was, if you miss this, don't miss it because you've changed what you normally do. So, very, um, very cliched, but just went through my routine. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, I reckon I could have slept that night if I had kicked it on the full because I didn't change a thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Celebration. Double double mm. hand aeroplane, I would call it. Like <laughs> a bit of a fisted aeroplane. Um, Rick, yeah, which my son loves doing at the moment because he's seen the vision. How often are <laughs> you playing it? No, no, that's no, not like that. My, it's not like that. On <laughs> yeah. On his wall, he has an iPad that just plays the 2017 <laughs> elimination. Time for bed, Ollie. All right. What are you? <laughs> uh, good night, buddy. Play your, <laughs> your favourite video, Ollie. <laughs> nah, he, Ollie watches the um, our new theme song our west coast club song he watches the video to that loves it and i've got a partner where i'm doing the celebration as so he runs around and going dada dada right. um happy with it well what you at the front of my mind it was all port fans so i just wanted to run that way giving it to him yeah it, i didn't really give it to him nah. I, I did the stupid airplane <laughs> um i part of me wish i had just played it cooler and just went straight to the boys but i wanted to let the Port fans know that they're going home. The walk off, <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah, kicking just, and walk, start walking. <laughs> Could you? Were their faces just like? Do you have? Did can't you remember. like focus in on no. people? No, can't remember. They would have been disgusted. I was in the box. I was in the coach's box. Oh, did you not play? So I didn't play. Shouldn't be shocked, mate. I was the most dropped player in West Coast history. You so were. that was That's right. Yep. So that was another one. I was with Sharad Wellingham. We we're both in the box, and coming into the last bit of no, coming into overtime. Um, I think I think um, Simo went down to the boundary. I don't think he. Uh, he might did, did he come out at the end of the game? Can you remember? Did I, he come I've out seen vision of the huddle, like and celebrations, he, and he was in it. Yeah, yeah. So I think he was on the ground at the end of the game. Not sorry, at the end of the full time, not extra time. Mm-hmm. And while he was down there, we're all talking as a coaching group. What do we do? Do we change things up? You know, we got to score. Do we defend? Do you know? It's an interesting concept, right? Like. It's not next score wins, but whoever's in front in that extra time will, will win the game. So do you put numbers behind the ball? Do you attack? And I promise this is not just a... Sharon and I said put Lewis Jetta 
who was playing forward wing at that stage, he wasn't a backman in 2017, put him in the back line as a seventh defender and get him his shotgun because we're, we're, we're struggling getting it going forward our way. So we wanted to sort of try and come out the front of the stoppage but have Jets coming up as backup mm. basically. And we literally won the game for West Coast. Why, why did they listen to you? <laughs> I don't know. It was our idea though. I do think that sometimes players, not that we have a better idea than coaches, but you do know footy. Like you're not just rolling around like a popsicle with a head on top of it going, oh, just put me here, I'll just do this. <laughs> like you see it every every game you play. And so you do understand the game and you can see patterns. Like I still see them today. I would never coach. I would not be a good coach. But in that moment, it was like, well, we. I think we have to win it. Put our best ball user, quick player who hasn't done much. He didn't do much until then. It's like get him into the game, inject him into it, and that was the best way to do it. That's pretty much it. I think the other thing with coaches as well, that they've got so much going on on yeah. game day. Like the, the idea of just throwing a bloke to a different position quite often can go completely – like you can completely miss the idea because they're thinking of so much other stuff. Yeah. Whereas you're probably not thinking too much game plan stuff. No. You're just thinking, what do we need? No, just just my ball work. Yeah. Yeah. Just a good player. He's quick. Bit of magic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. So you kick the goal and you've kicked a goal after the siren, but just like the basketball buzzer beater <laughs> under 11s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Celebration was similar, actually. <laughs> good feeling though. Were you, were you on, mm. the, on the ground for um, Gov's port? Game winner. Nah, I missed that too. I was there too as well. <laughs> I was in the crowd for that one. Yeah, I'm not joking. I was there too. You yeah, were, it was cool. There. Yeah, go, what right, was I'm, better? What was the better one? Um, was it better to kick it? It was funny. Or was it, it better was, to. You know, it was interesting experiencing them yeah. from different points of view. Um, and I remember, I remember standing right behind Gov because I, I wanted to see the kick. Yes, I wanted to know straight away, and he made butchered it. Like <laughs> off he, his shin. Fuck, oh, man. off his shin. It was going like. It would have been a point, but it wouldn't have been far from the point post. And Did not like sure if there's a guide or not, but it, it just it just moved. Like, it just <laughs> went. And I always say to Gov, mate, like, my kick was so much better. Mine was flush. Didn't deviate. He goes, yeah, mine was so much better. Like, could you do what I did? I could always kick a flush drop point if I wanted to. You couldn't do what I did. I'm like, well, you just, have me there. It's just his default to go to offensive mode when he's fucked up, Gov. And he's stuffed up there. Yeah. He kicked it off his shin and was lucky to go through yeah, no, it was it was cool. They were both cool. Twenty fifteen grand final. Any memories from that day, Daniel? Um, Luke Shuey first goal scorer went on that. Did you have a punt on it? Yeah, did you? I think I chucked ten on it. Would what, have been a tidy win, hundred and twenty bucks or something. You would have been paying 12, 12 bucks ish. Yeah, but so my mates, um, my mates all chipped in and had a heap on me. Wow, cleaned up. Wow, haven't seen a cent or a beer from it either. No, Tight I mean you don't deserve it because we, we lost the grand final. So it's true. Yeah, you don't deserve one little bit. But memories on that twenty fifteen <coughs> grand final. Is it a? Haven't watched it. Uh, Learnt what 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 what? what you no, I've watched it. Um, no, it was heartbreaking. Like we were, we were old enough to I think get footy and understand by then how hard it was to make them. Um, I've never been able to pinpoint how I feel about it until I listened to Ember's back chat podcast the other day when he said, he summed it up perfectly. And when he said it, it was a like moment for me. I was like, yes, that's how I feel. He was like, people often say, oh, you know, you lost one, but you won one. It's okay. And he said, but how good would it have been if we had one too? Yes. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, yes, we got one. Like we are lucky. Great. So hard to do. Um, but a lot of people have one. Not a lot of people have two. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when I think about it, I'm like, oh, we we fucked up. Opportunity missed. Not just a good opportunity that didn't go our way. It was an opportunity to win one missed. Big opportunity. Like they were, they were a very good side. And to be honest, if we played them ten times, we'd probably only win three of them. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. Um, at the G, but I would have loved it to be one of those three. Did Sam Mitchell ever bring it up with you guys when he got to the club? No, no, not, no, lot, not no. off his own bat, but Butsy used to go at him and would be happy to throw barbs. They were tight. And whenever whenever Butsy almost crossed the line, Mitch would bring up 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play well? Uh, I was okay. I Did you get tagged? Uh, no. Hawthorne didn't tag you that. No, no, no. Hawthorne didn't tag. Um, no, I was okay. Not good so enough. 2015, lose the grand final. 2016, you're a best and fairest winner. You do that again in 2019, so it's a big patch for you. I'm not saying you passed, you know, over the hill or anything. You know, your best footy could be well and truly. But the hills back there. <laughs> I'm just saying, mate. The hills okay. a long way back. I'm just saying you could still, you know, do a bit of a Shawnee McManus. Yeah, true. Type setup. Get back and train. What hard. did he do? Well, he was pretty much said everyone, you know, soft tissues. Get rid of him. He was a captain in the club, um, and he basically he didn't know if he was going to get a contract the next year, and he said. You know what? I'm going to go and prove everyone wrong. Train his ass off. Instead of trying to help everyone, he switched to he was going to be the best, mm. and um, and he came back and had the best year he ever had in his basically nice. in his final year. So that could be you, Luke Shuey. Um But this isn't about Shawnee Manus. It's about you. So it's a big patch of your career through there. Um, is there any ever any chance that you go back to Victoria? You've all, always nah. been pretty well connected. Um, y- oh, nah, so nah. He's the captain of the football club, so I've got to keep remembering that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Nah, but look, if, if I Imagine was... Imagine maybe think about Collingwood. Or, uh, yeah. No, nah, if at any stage I had contemplated, I'd, I'd tell you now, because I didn't do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, I remember being overseas in 2013, end of 2013, when Simo got appointed coach. Oh, yeah. And... I woke up and I remember checking the AFL up because it was trade week and I was interested, probably hungover. <laughs> You're probably in the room next to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember seeing my face all over the AFL app like in a in a photoshopped Melbourne Demons jumper, like trade talk, um, big chance to go to Melbourne. And I was like, first I've heard. And I don't, I don't think I doubted that the club had tried to do it behind my back. I think it was just – I knew it was just rumours flying left, right and centre, nothing – there was nothing to it. But I had a voicemail from Simo saying, um, G'day, mate. Um, I tried calling him the day before because he'd just been appointed. Sorry, mate. Uh, missed your call. Um, heard you overseas. I'll chat to you later. By the way, I saw the rumours about you going to Melbourne. And I was like, fuck, what's coming next? And he goes, just want to let you know, mate. I was like, oh, Jesus. Uh, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, well, I knew deep down the club. There was nothing. There was no merit to it. But I, I, when I woke up and saw it, I was like, I've never thought of myself as going anywhere except West Coast. Um, I thought, mm, maybe they're going to ship me off. But um, no, I was always lucky that the club – I was really lucky. The club always were happy to, like, redo my contract two years before I finished my current one. Yes. So it was never like I'd come out of contract and it was oh, – I'll wait to the end of the year. Yes. A bit of bargaining talk. None of that. I was – no. Okay. Yeah. 2018, it's a big year. Um you have a pretty consistent year from memory. Played most games that year. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I missed six. I missed a patch of six with a hammy from round uh, five to yeah, right. 11-ish. Yeah, um, right. And then outside of that, I missed one late because I, 
actually flew home from Tassie. My wife was 32 weeks pregnant and um, she'd been having tummy aches like the day before we flew out. And I was like, well, it's just what happens at 32 weeks pregnant? And she was like, nah, it's not right. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to go Tassie. So I flew. She was fine. I remember landing and she called me like five minutes after we landed. I was like, can I call you when I get to the hotel? She goes, no, I'm on my way to the hospital. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, my She God. goes, oh, I'm just going to get checked out. I was like, all right, well, let me know how it goes. She went. Our obstetrician was off that night. wasn't working. So it was a stand-in obstetrician had to come into the hospital. And he goes to me, hey, mate. Um, so a few hours went by. Dan called me back. She's like, yeah, um, I'm having mini contractions or something was going on. And the, obstetri- the stand-in obstetrician goes uh, about 11 o'clock at night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. I was in Tassie. Yeah, mate, uh, if I was you, I'd be coming home. You oh do what you want. Oh, boy. So anyway, booked a flight home, 6 o'clock the next morning, um, got in, went to the hospital. By that stage, I'd spoken to Dan. She goes, I think it's all going to be fine. Um, got to the hospital. <laughs> Our obstetrician standing there, big West Coast fan. Great man, really good man, Michael Gannon. Filthy. Uh, I walk in, we've just been belted too. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he, uh, he walks in He's like Hands on hips He's tapping his foot He goes What are you doing here? I said Mate I didn't want to miss The birth of my son Sorry He goes If it was me Honestly Would have told you not to come I said I know you would have But You're a big West Coast fan He goes No She was never having this baby Like Not for one second Would I have ever thought So who's the Muppet Don't know are Never found, found it Who nah. they go for Never The Fremantle <laughs> Dockers North Because yeah. <laughs> Spanked by North. Anyway, we lost by about eight goals. It's sort of, I wasn't making an eight goal difference. So probably not a bad trip to get out of. So let's say on that point. So that's 32 weeks. Ollie, your first child and first son, um, is born when? Um, So we win the first final against Collingwood in 18. Yep. At home. Week off the next week. That weekend. Yep, we on, got on the week off. On the week off, yep. Right. So it's so, a little bit out from the prelim, but it's still... Yeah, so a week So it's good timing, actually. Great timing, yep. Um, and not... O- obstetrician again, just going, you know, this is where we're going to do it right here. Just <laughs> yeah, the most advantageous for the football team. Don't worry about Danny or the baby or anything else. Make sure West Coast is looked after here. He did push the button with it. He was like, look, I wouldn't go any earlier, but I'm happy to go today. And it was, yeah, 38 weeks-ish. Um and it worked out perfect, yeah. By the time we'd gotten home from the hospital five days later, um, had a day or two to settle in, play the prelim, uh, spent four days in town and then flew out for the granny. Was that stressful? Uh, not yeah. really. No, nah, like I think the, the thought of having a kid is so much worse than when you actually have it. Yeah. And I know you don't sleep and it's like it's a nightmare, but <laughs> you, you never actually like – well, sadly, some people do implode, but like rarely – Luckily, I didn't find it that hard. Yeah, even though it was hard, I you know it wasn't. So childbirth was fine for you, was it? Luke? Child- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, Danny. Uh, sh- um, <laughs> no, it wasn't like. Yeah, it was fine. You just you just get through. Yeah, with my eight hours of sleep in the spare room. Yeah, <laughs> and then the hotel over at the grand final. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Danny. Oh, it's oh, sorry, breaking up. Uh, yeah, can't quite hear. Uh, all the best. Ruffling the paper on the phone. <laughs> so prelim, get that done against Melbourne. Um, whitewash there. Um, Grand final week reflections. Do you do you have any that jump off the page that you think, oh, that was that was an interesting memory, or compared to twenty fifteen, that was different, or, geez, I wouldn't wasn't expecting that. 
Um, Who'd you sit yeah. next to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Con- uh, sat next to Redo on the parade. Yep. Consciously spent a lot less energy talking about it and getting amongst the grand final spirit than what I did in 15. Like the parade, like you start off waving to every single person you see. Ten minutes in, you're exhausted. You're like, let's just get to the end. Like That's 18. That's three there that you just <laughs> up. I made a conscious effort in um, 18 to not be rude, yeah. but not be there for the people. I was there to play a game of footy. I was just doing my job sitting in the car for them. And I waved to a few, but didn't, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, even getting home from training, I I said to Dan, my wife, I said, um, when I come home, no footy talk. We're not talking about like the flight, um, what's happening next week, if we win, if we lose. Like um, we're, we're at Ollie, luckily. Probably yeah. a blessing that we were so hand-tied. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't him, it was movies or something on TV. Um, talk about then the game. So it ends in a Norm Smith medal, your best on ground. Preparing for that game, um, you spoke about taggers earlier on. Are you preparing to get tagged? Because uh, they did play taggers. They did. Levi, Levi Greenwood. He ended up going to Yowie for the first half. He came to me at half, uh, after half yeah, time. Yeah, pre-game. So pre-game, all the talk at, at the club was he was going to me. Like every presentation the coaches rolled out, it was, you know, Boots of Green, Greenwood goes down. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I said it to Mitch, I remember thinking he's going to Red Owl Yowie. And I said to Redden. Mitch... Please. Mate, Red Oak dominated finals. Please. I hope Red Oak was really <laughs> filthy with that. Um, I remember saying to Mitch on the Tuesday, I was like, mate, can we stop planning for Greenwood? He's not coming to me. I hadn't had a bad finals, but I, w- I wasn't dominating. Yoey had been exceptional. Red Oak was really good. Dom was better than me as well. So I knew deep down my own form probably better than what the coaches knew. And I was like, he's, he's not going to come to me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got off the chain. Probably the second quarter, I Turned it up a notch and he yep. came to me after half time. Um, yeah. And, and to Yoey's credit, he then found a way to make the most of that. Impact and had some game. big moments. Yeah. Um, what's kicking a goal in a grand final like? Um, well, after 2015, I found out it can be irrelevant. You can make, <laughs> you, you can make your mates some what's money. What's kicking a goal in a winning grand final like? Or I don't know. What's, what's kicking the goal... I'm talking about the one. Did you kick two? No, nah, I kicked uh, one. Oh, we'll kick, so talk about the one that you kicked then. The one yeah. in the stoppage. Um, snap. Nothing. Part of your role. Does it feel different? Part of my role in terms of um, Dom was having a purple patch at that stage of the quarter. Um, it was a big moment for us because I think we'd, we'd pegged a couple back that quarter. Like They obviously kicked five goals in the first quarter, but I don't think they were dominating us. And second quarter, we started to get a bit of reward for effort. Like We started to get some scores. And they kicked one or two, but um, it was getting late in the second and another goal would have been nice. And I remember getting to this stoppage and Dom was on fire. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to block for Dom because he's, he's doing good things. Yeah. Um, didn't get it, re-stoppage, went to block for him again. He got it. And I've just, as I've blocked his man, I've peeled corridor just hoping something would happen, spill it. Sometimes when you get tagged, um, I wasn't getting tagged at this stage actually, but sometimes when you... Forward 50 is a bit of a free shot too. Just erratic running patterns are sometimes the most efficient because you're a bit Hail Mary-ish, but you just create disruption and yes. um, unpredictability of the opposition. So I've blocked for Dom, peeled corridor, and as I've turned to like find Dom, this ball's like about to hit me in the head. Like he's, just, he's obviously got it and like handballed to me, seen me going, great handball. And I got it and I didn't even have – this isn't 
me being super skillful, like a Willy Rioli or someone, this is luck. I didn't know where the goals were. I've grabbed the ball, <laughs> thrown it on the boot, snapped it. I've looked up and it was going straight through the middle. And again, that was not me like being this overly talented because I'm a shocking <laughs> snapper too. I said this to the boys the other week. I'm a horrible snapper of the football. This is so lucky. Please take note opposition. Um, <laughs> make him snap. I threw it on the boot blindly and had a bit of luck. Yeah, and it went through. And, um, yeah, I think we were still down, but yeah. Game finishes. Um, oh, we've spoken to a lot of guys about the grand final, so I'm just mindful of going over the same stuff. Game finishes. You know you've had a good game. Does someone tell you you're winning the Norm Smith medal? What happens? What t- <coughs> what happens when you win the Norm Smith? Um, yeah, guy came to me and said, um, as soon as he was coming to me, I knew what he was coming for too. He steamrolled like to me with a notepad, so- like, handshake, like ready to shake. I was like, he's not just coming to congratulate me on winning the flag. He goes, Luke, Luke, congratulations. I um, just want to let you know you've won the Norm Smith medal. I said, I know. Um, I didn't say it He goes uh, Three things Um, Thank your fans Um, Thank Collingwood And don't swear Really? I wasn't planning on it mate (laughs) Really? Um, So yeah And then Mate It's funny Like um, People probably think bullshit But Obviously I wasn't thinking about the Norm Smith Like winning the premiership was The best thing Celebrating with your mates He told me But then When they were doing the Norm Smith Medal announcement I'd actually forgotten That he'd told me So for a split second For a couple of seconds I was thinking Dom um, I don't know JK Oh hang on no, This is me That's right So like You are so caught up Celebrating And Yeah Norm Smith is the least Of your worries At that stage But um, Yeah He came out and told me So You see guys win it They've been told beforehand What's it like um, Coming back to Perth For you then Hungover, but uh, to see Danny and Ollie, who didn't yeah, come. Yeah, no, nah, they didn't come. So, yeah, they were only – oh, he was only two weeks old, so too young to fly. Um, it was actually pretty emotional getting back in. Um, I felt – like seeing all you guys with your kids, so that was so cool. And, right. like, I remember going to watch Geelong Collingwood 2011 and I stayed for the medal ceremony. I was using it as a bit of, like, watch what happens, use it as motivation. And I saw Harry Taylor walking around with, I think, two of his kids. Maybe he only had one then. Yeah. Lap of honour. Um, and his kid was, I think, walking at that stage. And I remember, I was only 21, but I remember thinking, that's pretty cool to share with your kid. Um, so to do it again at my age now with Ollie, even Georgia, would be so cool. But, um, yeah, well, you guys had your kids there and it was so good to see. Um, so, I, yeah, I really missed him on the day. But um, I remember getting back to Perth. Felt a bit sorry for Dan, like, bit stiff but we had a healthy kid at the end of the day um yeah a bit emotional when i got in and saw them at the parade he was only two weeks old so little alien just laying there like doing nothing yeah but, uh, it was special yeah because we, we drove the bus off the tarmac at perth airport to langley park there's hundred thousand people there it was incredible and we all got off and danny was like she was like the only person there do you remember that or you might not remember but i remember getting off the bus and we were just like emptied into this open section behind the stage mm. no one was there other than danny mm. and ollie because I, you know, I was just I like think, oh, yeah, yeah well, i think all, the only person all your girls had flown in earlier that day yeah yeah they're all quite S- um hungover too and I, I imagine dan just rocked up with ollie and yes. the west coast staff were like yep stand here this is where the boys are going to come um so yeah 
How did the um <clears throat> the talks go for post footy oh, post grand final celebrations? Like knowing, you know, yeah, baby at home. Mm. Um, was there some? No, nah, she was she was good. She gave, <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well for her. <laughs> no, nah, she gave me a couple of days like free reign. Um, so we got in. So Saturday night in Melbourne, probably the best night of my life. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Sunday in Perth, we went to the Canfield after the yep. – so I went home for a couple of hours, um, yep. had a cuddle with Ollie, made sure Dan was okay, and then off to the Canfield, yep. and we had a good night. I think we ended up at in Claremont somewhere. Yep, Avenue. Yep. yep. Um, there till close, went home, sitting there having me Maccas at home. She was up feeding. That's, and that that's, was probably – rare for you, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm – Hungry Jack's usually probably, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. Oh, um – Anyway, so I remember sitting there and blind, um, but f- like that was probably the most conversation and connection me and Dan had like all week, like that one hour <laughs> at 2 a.m., whatever it was. <laughs> I sat there so chirpy and like talky, obviously because I was full of alcohol yeah. and Hungry Jacks, and um, she was up feeding Ollie and she was in a good mood because like I was obviously, she was probably laughing at the state I was in. Yes. Um, and then the next day, what did you do the next day? Was that when we went to Nick's? Can't remember. Anyway, the, the week's a bit of a blur, but I, I, I was conscious about, hadn't given a lot to her. I also wasn't sure whether I'd win another flag, so tried to get the balance right. So 2018 happens, you win that, um, and a few other things happen. At the 20, end of 2019, uh, you become the captain of the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Um I don't know what I, my question is. What's that? Talk us through it. Well, yeah. I've got, I've got some questions asked I've never asked you before. Mate, I – so there, there was a lot of talk throughout my career from a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah, could captain the club one day. I never had any great intentions to do it. And I reckon halfway through 2019, I was probably having my best year I'd had at the club. And I was vice-captain, bung with skipper, and I'd become really content just not being captain. I'll be the best leader I can be. Um, if it's vice captain, if it's not, doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll just do it. I was in a really good space. Um, Ollie was growing up. I was, I was on top of the world. We were playing pretty good footy, um, and I'd become so content with I'll never captain, and that's great. Like I'm really happy with that. Um, and then end of the year, Bung tells us he's stepping aside. I was presuming Bung was just going to do it till he retires. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, boys, just want to let you know I'm um, going to relinquish the captaincy. And I was like, oh, well, mate, far out. <laughs> Premiership captain, like, well done. And then I was like, shit, who's going to do it? Um, and I started to think, like, I probably need to have to think about it. Because um, if I get voted in, I have to make a decision. Um, and I remember speaking to JK. And he goes, um, he said, oh, you've always been someone who will do whatever is best for the footy club and what others want. And um, he goes, if you get voted captain, obviously that's what the boys want. So what you've always done, do what, do what's best for the footy club. That's what the playing group want. That's what's best for the footy club. And I remember thinking, all right, I'll do it. Um, and then got voted in. Um, big honour. Like I, I remember sitting there looking at some of the past captains of the club and I was like, like Judd. Even Roscoe, the inaugural captain, Brownlow medalist at North Melbourne, I think he won it. Um, some big names. Cousins, Glass. Yeah. And I was like, come on. 
Surely. I don't belong next to them, but um, it's been no, it's been a good journey. I've enjoyed it. What's the actual process of being awarded the captaincy like? Are you taken into like a dark room somewhere and there's some sort of so dark briefcase with a red button? <laughs> you know, break glass in case of emergency. You know, these are the ten things you can do as captain. Here's the keys all, to the city. All the past yeah. captains are paddling you through like a <laughs> corridor or something. Well, Okay, so I just give you a call and go, hey, mate, you're captain. Mate, the day, the moment I found out was I was over at the shopping centre with my son. Uh, He was in the pram. He'd fallen asleep. What aisle were you in? No, no, no. (laughs) I was getting some um, pants tailored, suit pants, for a wedding later that year. He had shat all (laughs) up his back in the nappy, um, (laughs) out the side, like down his knees, Asleep. I've looked down. I was like, oh, geez, I've missed that one, haven't I? Um, took him to the change rooms. I've hung my like suit up that's getting tailored. I'm trying to change. It's fallen down. Simo's called. I'm like, oh, not now. Not <laughs> it's, now. It could be important. I think I know what it is, but I can't. Ollie's like kicking and screaming because I've woken him up. Changed his nappy. Sweating bullets. Like it was, it was middle of summer, mate. It was pre-season. <laughs> Come back to the car. Strapping him in, he's doing that thing where like they arch their back and they don't want to get in. I'm like, sit in your chair, like pinning, <laughs> pinning his hips in, like trying to get the sweating. Simo's called again. I was like, no, no, lock, lock, lock. He's texting me. He's like, hey mate, are you home in five? I was like, Fuck, I don't know. If I get this sorted, um, got Ollie in, screaming like holding his breath, shitty nappy like on the. <laughs> Put in the bin. No, I didn't have time. I was. He's about to get a water. Can you not tell? I was. It was flustered, mate. And um, got in the car. Called him on the way back. My mate, I'm home in five. Came around. Had his two kids there. Popped in for like five minutes. Was like, oh, congratulations. I was like, sorry, mate. Ollie, we had incident at the shops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was it. He left. Potted my. I remember he potted my front lawn on the way out. I'm so proud of my lawn. And it had gone a bit yellow middle middle of December. And. he goes, oh, nice grass, mate. I said, oh, mate, get the Arvo Sun. Like, <laughs> every day, he's, he's got a cracking house in City Beach. Yes, I get it too. Mine's as green as a bloody <laughs> said something that's really green. I was like, oh, good on you, hero. You probably, you probably pay $800 a week to get it looked after. Uh, and I, it just stuck with me. I was like, don't pop my lawn, mate. <laughs> um, and thanks for the captaincy. And now you're captain. Yeah. Did you um, remember to take your suit? I just, I felt yeah. like part of that was... Got the suit. Okay. Got the suit, mate. <laughs> Damn, sorry, Thanks man. for caring. Did you think it was going to be like, oh my God. Oh, the, I just felt oh, like that was the natural sweat. finish to that story. Like, oh, then I realised left the suit in the in the change room. Nah, I got the suit. The suit was actually for Jimmy Gould's wedding, who we spoke about before. Is there anything as an AFL captain, you're one of 18 people in the country that are an AFL captain right now. Is there anything... That people wouldn't know. They clearly, I mean, there's stuff that happens that you can't tell us. But is there stuff you can tell us that AFL happens to AFL captains that people wouldn't know? What? What? I mean, I know it's a part of your life now, but like, what do AFL captains get to do that just people like? I'll tell you what you do, do as captain. You get asked a lot of shit little questions. Like people, <laughs> people <laughs> try. Yeah, nah, yeah, so I'll paint the picture. <laughs> People around the club wanting to get things in order, which is great. But just presume you always have the answer for it because you're captain. So I'll give you an example. I've been asked a couple of times, um, what colour Gatorade do the boys want this week for training? <laughs> oh, but come on. Like as I'm walking out of a 
code red meeting dealing with like seven blokes that have been at hippie club. <laughs> hey, well, what color power had they want? I'm like, I don't have time for it, mate. All right. Um, boys will come and go, what's this meeting about? The Sabo? I don't know. <laughs> go and ask Simo. Go and ask Nizzy. I've got no idea, mate. I'm dealing with other stuff. I'm trying to get my hammy right. Um, yeah, you deal with a lot of just stupid questions. Oh, not stupid questions, but ones that... You don't have the answer no. to. No. And people think you do. And now I look back on my career, it's like, how often did I ask Glassy or Bung? Yes. Stupid things. Hey, mate, do you, do you, what's coming up? Bung. What's, what's, what's training today? It's 240 we- games. Is it AM or PM? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yeah. You got anything else for him? Um, no, let's let's get to social. All right, social media. You know this <laughs> is... Well, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's flooded by the Don't no, no ah. looking, no looking. Oh, sorry. I did want to finish with. I thought of this as you sat down, and I think maybe it's underappreciated. I've never spoken about this on the podcast, and I did want to mention it. And I want to know: Has my greatest legacy continued to live without me? Fines, don't care. I was fines master. Um, Can I guess what it is? Footy trips. Don't care. Um, whatever else, don't care. You can guess. Uh, the art of the behind the play elbow? <laughs> no, <laughs> don't care. My greatest legacy at that football club, and I think it got affected by COVID, I, I negotiated unlimited supplies of cookies <laughs> for the playing group. Once a week... Yes. My mate, and I'm really annoyed with myself, I can't think of his name. He's a good man. He would bring a two mega boxes of cookies. And I'm not talking about little little hand. I'm talking about huge double, pack. double and double sizes of Subways. Thick, big, huge cookies. Is he baking them? His, his uncle ran some sort of cookie parlor. They were in the company box too. Like Scoey had dropped them on the table in the change rooms in the box. It just like flap open, cookies galore. There, there was at least two for every player once a week. Not until we got them at- And Luke and I used to have at least four each. <laughs> they were the best cookies ever, unlimited. We bring, we bring them every week. Does that still happen? I want to no, know. No, nah, not as regularly as what it used the to. The club's falling COVID- part of the seams. I'm sure you- <laughs> Ask me about the cookies, boys. Um, yeah. No doubt COVID impacted that. Yes. We're not taking cookies from... But is public, that my greatest but legacy? it's not happening anymore. That was one of the be- better things you did for the club. Um, there was a box of cookies a few weeks ago on the table as we walked in from training. Different box. It was in like... It wasn't the same company. You're telling me the, same the cookies are bad. But as I walked past, I thought of you. I didn't have my phone on me because I just trained, but I would have sent you a photo. Um, last one, our, our interactions, just on that, our interactions now as uh, ex-teammates, premiership teammates, uh, pretty much we send pictures of junk food back and forth <laughs> to each other. We're both very big junk food fans. <laughs> Chips, a bit of soft drink, a bit of juice. When the time's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was especially you know, on a seven-day break for you or whatever the hell. I don't know what you're, you know, your professional athlete. Any day ending in why. Yeah, there we go. Oh, i got a question for Scotia. All right. Um, when, whenever you decide to not be captain anymore, who do you think will be the next? Um, yeah, let's put him on the spot. Mm, it's a media question, isn't it? There's yeah. some there's some boys ready to go. I think. Um, Who's a group? Liam Duggan, Tommy Barras. Gov's an obvious one. Like Gov could do it, but um, Tommy Duggo. Um, 
Oscar Allen's a good leader, but he's only 21 at the moment, 22. Probably could still do it. Um, it's yeah. Very. Yeah, so. It's probably the best. Good little group. You happy with them as a fan? Happy? Yeah, whatever. Scotia, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't pretend you're not a big fan. You're a big fan. Yeah, no, happy with the result. Do you like our um, set, by the way, Luke? I love it. And the old every time I um, see social media stuff, yes. back chat, yes. I've always presumed this is in a very exquisite VIP box in the city somewhere. It is. Office something. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. Anyway. So your assumptions are <laughs> correct. That's where it is. Social media right here, right now. Big part of your life for the last 10 years. Well, I'm here to tell you it's still going. Of course it's still going. But like, back chat will die before social media. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to get into it. It's fans, questions to you, not Dan and I. You've heard enough from us today. Yep. Uh, let's go, Dan. Um, Steph underscore Wardle underscore Curry underscore Phillips. Four underscores. Big four ticks. names. I want to know the answer to this one. Um, what inspired the different haircut? Oh, which one? The, the one now? Yeah. yeah. Shaved nut? Shaved skull. Um, I've just given up. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell you sorry about Massa. Like, I, I, it's receding. It's thinning. Um, it's m- more. It's much easier for me just to run the one over it every four or five days. Now, look, I, I don't know how many of these we can do for the next ones, but this is. I will say, I, no, okay. I'll just I'll do a few of these. Jimmy underscore goal, the first mm, one. Jimmy, good True on you, or false? You would spit on the carpet at your dad's house during indoor footy. <laughs> indoor footy? What's indoor footy? <laughs> what's he, what's so he on the carpet for, mate? So me and Jimmy, one of my best mates, um, we used to quite often have sleepovers and just play footy. And at about, oh, I would have been 10, I remember seeing... Nick Rewalt, peak of his power. Oh, about to enter the peak of his powers. Having a set shot, lining up, and he'd sit there and go, line him up, kick goal. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to be like Nick Rewalt. So, like, I'd take hangers on Jimmy in his family room or the lounge room at Dad's, and then I'd go back and take my set shot thinking I'm Rui and <laughs> line him up from my bedroom door, and obviously I'd <laughs> slot it. Yeah, obviously. So, true or false? True. Jimmy underscore goal. <laughs> The second one, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ask this. It makes, yeah, me, yeah, it makes me feel ill. Like I've, I'm, no, no, don't read it. Luke. Ask it. Do you want me to ask it? Oh, ask do it. you still bite your toenails and spit them on the carpet? <laughs> what? Are you, what's, <laughs> what's going on with you and carpets, mate? What are you spitting? spitting? I can't reach my toenails. I don't think I ever. I, I definitely cannot reach my toenails. Oh now. wow! Do you bite uh, your toenails? Right. Um, yeah, that's. I could. <laughs> no. What, what were you thinking? No, that's a no. Okay. Um. Uh, I'll skip that one. Jimmy, get a laugh, mate. <laughs> Jimmy, go the fourth one. Okay. Uh, did you really think turning your car off on Fitzsimmons <laughs> Lane 80 kilometres an hour would save you petrol? Uh, yes, I did. So um, you're driving along. So my first car, I dropped a mate home. I was driving home after school and my petrol light had been on for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have long to go. And I was coming down a hill. I was like, I might just switch the ignition off. Um might save, might be the difference between getting to the station or not. So I switched it off. I got down the hill, started to go up the other side. I was like, oh, I need my car back on. I wouldn't go. It's obviously, it's like, I was like, I've got to put it in park. So I slammed the gear stick <laughs> oh into park. Oh, my gosh. Like, not thinking. So, 
<laughs> going 80k an hour. I turned it on, drove home, no worries. Um, that weekend, dropped a couple of mates into the city. And then I remember as I've dropped them off, they've got out and gone to wherever they're going. And I've gone to back out of the car park. My car wouldn't reverse. I was like, oh, I'm in a spot of bother here. So I've had to put it in neutral, like push the car, get someone to help me, like push the car out onto the road, put it in drive, drive home, took it to the mechanic or wherever I took it. And he's like, yeah, you've blown your gearbox. Have you, have you had any um, gearbox issues over the last few days? I was like, yeah, I turned it off going 80k an hour and tried to turn it back on by putting it in park. And he goes, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> um what sort of car was it? It was a little red Honda Integra. Mm. Yeah. A couple of little Cop speed bait. stripes on it. <laughs> Cobra. Little spoiler on the back. Taz double <laughs> underscore Kai. Uh, how was it playing on the field of Optus with your boys after the game Friday night? With my boy, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah had, a, had a cool moment after the game. Um, it's George's first game, my daughter. She hadn't been to a game yet. Um, really? Yeah, first game. Uh, and Ollie, the last month, um, loves his footy now. Like, the last month, become full nuffy. It's great. Loves That's it. Great. So, obviously, this year, he's been able to go to more games than he ever has. So, um, yeah, he's, he's loving it. So, they came to the game Friday night. It was late, but they were still there after the game. Um, we had our meeting and sat around for a bit. And then he wanted to go over kicks. So I took him up top on the oval and um, had a kick with him. He loved it. Yeah. I've got a question to add. I've just had a bit yeah, of a look. Yeah, There's been good. some late comers here because we gave, there's a bit of late notice. Luke Shuey, the, the big man, the captain, sits down with us at late notice. So um, I'll just say this this is this is from A. Grace Schofield, um, my wife. What would be the greatest thing you could do for your birthday? Guilt-riddled Alex. Um, What's she talking about? Um, I don't know. Do so, know? yep, I know exactly where she's going with this and – she is a horrible human um, because I – it was 2010 I was injured. Yep. She's not a horrible human. Um, she can be. She's not. should see her when – You're out of your league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You boys were playing interstate and um, you were living in – were you living in your lady house yeah, in yeah. 2010? Yeah. And I popped over because I think Al wanted to lift out that night Great. with the a couple of club. Her, would yep. have been a hippie club yep Where her and her mate the hippie too yep. and they wanted a lift so I've gone around it was my birthday so I've picked up myself some Zambrero gone around I was sitting there her and her friend were getting ready upstairs I was probably playing your Playstation yep. um, eating my Zambrero dropped them out and then um, gone home and I reckon like three or four days later Al rings me and she's like I didn't realise the other day was your birthday I was like yeah She's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Thought you might have known. That's <laughs> why so I was coming around to be around someone. I don't have any friends in Perth. I've only just moved here. Um, you know, I'm living living with a few of the boys who are interstate. You're really my only friend that I was relying on. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and um, you sat down in the living room by yourself. Eating my Zambreros. I bought her a um, burrito. She didn't oh. want it. I was like, could have been birthday dinner with. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anyway. Um, Case in point. So oh. she's always the first to text me on my birthday now. Really? Or ever since. Yep. Like, Just like I was the first to text you when you got drafted to the club. You rang me. And I thought it was Jared Schofield. No, you thought it was Will Setterfield, didn't you? Didn't No. What do you think it was Jared no, Schofield? I think I thought it was 
Will Thirstfield. That's right. Richmond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. First person to ring him when he got drafted. Voice message. How'd you get his number? The club do got, the got my way. Mm. Yeah, club sent him out. Uh, live underscore Floro. Prob, prob's too late, but what's the funniest random thing one of your kids has said? <laughs> what does Ollie say? So you got a potty mouth on him? Yeah. Like his father and mother? Yep. And mother, actually. Um, he had some words for my son the other day. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Can you tell that Can you story? tell the story? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologise. It's funny. <laughs> no, no. We're all here. It's not, it's not great. It's Our not sons great. are, you know, it was for uh, Nash's fourth birthday. <laughs> sons all hanging out, having a good time. Um, your uh, Dane's about to leave and... Um, and uh, Ollie and, and Louis, my son, were, were sort of nearby, and she says, "All right, go say you know goodbye to to Louis." And and he walks over to him and just goes, "I don't like you." <laughs> it was that hilarious. It was just <laughs> you know what I got? You know what I got coming when he gets to high school, maybe even primary school. He's going to come home with a black eye, <laughs> and I'm going to go, "Mate, what happened?" And he's going to go, he's going to give me his side of the story, it, make it like the other bloke's a bad guy. I'm going to ask the school. And he's definitely going to have bullied someone and been punched in the face. And I'm going to say, mate, learn your lesson. Do you want to know the funniest thing is he said, yes. we were away in Broome last year and um, we were at a water park, outdoor water park, and he was getting a bit irritable. We were like, oh, we'll just take him for a walk down the jetty. Go see what's happening. A few boys were fishing, so we'll go have a look. And we got down there. It was a dad and he had his um, twins, boy and girl with him. They were fishing as a family. They would have been eight or nine, roughly. Um, and Ollie goes, oh, what are, you, what are you catching? And the guy goes, oh, just trying to catch whatever fish it was. He goes, what's, what's in the bucket? And the guy goes, oh, they're, they're octopus. Mate, don't touch, the, um, don't touch the octopus. And the kids go, yeah, don't touch the octopus. They'll bite you. And Ollie goes, no, I'll kick the octopus in the fucking dick. Oh. <laughs> 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 and ladies and gentlemen... That is it for back chat. Can I can I say that on you? Absolutely. I, I know I know the podcast can have it. Am you I can, wait, yeah. Sean, for after what Sean McManus ran with a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> mate, you can say whatever you like. I think it's a funny oh, story. Jesus. Hey, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Don't they? Oh, can't say that now. That's it. Back chat, done and dusted. You can find us on social media, backchat double underscore on our website, backchatpodcast.com.au. Send us an email, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. <laughs> Those poor octopuses, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Octopi? They're octopi, aren't they? Thanks to our sponsors, Blue Bet, Whippersnapper Distillery, Shelter, yeah, baby, and Margaret River Roasting Co. We love you. Thanks for looking after us. Sign up as a Patreon. You can become a patron. You can do all the fun, free shit that we do all the time for you guys. We love you. Thanks for Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.